I guess we don't do intros because the intro is in the script. We should do the intro if we have a guest. I guess so. I don't, I'd, I'd like to know what's going on, too. Well, we have the smudge here. Um, man of many names. Billy Warhol, Bucko Crooks, Cop Killer. Um, what else do you go by? Um, well, I've, oh. I'm in a project right now called Glass. Um, I forgot to record on my thing, but whatever. I think we're using the Zoom audio. <laughs> So go ahead. Okay. So yeah, I do a bunch of experimental music. Uh, the portions that I'm going to be using for your soundtrack for your little play or whatever the hell this is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this is. Is this like a production? I don't know. I mean, this is something Rob thought to himself whilst. Like a little, I'm imagining Rob lying in bed at night and being like, "You know what we should do? I'm a little bit buzzed, but I have this. But I just watched some weird movie, and now I have an idea." Oh, does he have the script? Did you give him the script, Rob? Does he know that there's a script? Um, do you know there's a script? I didn't send you a script. No. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna (laughs) play to the mood. Yeah. So if someone pulls a gun, you know, I'm gonna play. You know. Oh. You're mostly gonna kicking, play the board. Rubber kicking sound effects, and I might you might even hear Captain Hook fight a rubber duck. Which Captain? Wait, that's not anyone you want. Okay. Dustin Hoffman. Does he not? Does he not know the what the what the show is about? And it's okay if you've never listened to it because I'm on the podcast and I've never listened to it. Yeah, we have like 15 listeners generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and none of them are me. Yeah, yeah, um, none of them are me either. I, I should get around to it. I'll, I'm, at one point. I don't think my girlfriend's going to listen to this one. I'll listen to the very first one, and I don't know if I understand the other. No, my girlfriend. My girlfriend hasn't listened to this, but she does like the one where I go for walks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to that one either, but I I know about it, and that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) I like that that level of friendship honesty. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I mean... I, I can't say I've listened to everything the smudge has done, considering... I can't know. believe you've listened to any of it. It's Some of it's really good. <laughs> I Thank you very much. It's been just years of you listening to my... God, fucking eight years of you listening to my stuff. Have we? Which albums are he on of yours, Rob? He, he, he... He's on... Uh, he might just be on one. You might... I guess you're only on... Um, I am sorry, but I'm going to make you miserable. Yeah. Uh, I took your drum sample for the track where I play the recording of uh, Maria Bonovich and Ule saying yeah. um, everything is going to be all right over and over. Yeah, you, you said Did you me. go back to the yeah. to the documentary too? That's where I met him at a uh, okay, okay, festival. Oh, okay, that's right. The yeah. okay. auction barn. You are in the the Indiana Noise Fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, and it's crazy. Now I'm making a noise film, and it's uh there's a trailer for it. It's on YouTube. It's called Harsh, and my channel is called Bucko Crooks. Oh hell so, yeah! Okay. Um, it, the trailer is maybe like I don't know two or three minutes, but Laura's in the trailer. Like <laughs> footage from that footage from that fest is in that trailer. I, I got some oh, really? Laura stuff in my yeah. zine that I'm I'm putting out soon. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, well. I guess I have, blood- a story for, I have a story for you, Zane Brandon. Please, yes. Good. Um, I was gonna say I think Billy's been on 
the undressing underground a lot though i just remembered that's what i've been a part of the most yeah that, you yeah. yeah you were on the you did the first uh edgar, the edgar podcast. Allen podcast yeah oh, i was on that oh, too yeah. yeah you all were. I was in that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah which one which poem Jennifer, did you, were you guys in the Edgar Allan podcast? Which one? Yeah, was I did Lenore. Oh, cool. No, Annabelle, wait, was it Lenore? Albert, Annabelle Lee? Or something? No, I did Annabelle Lee. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. nice. Annabelle, I read, I recorded it so many times. <laughs> and uh, the smudge did um, the Raven, the glitchcore version. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. And then also he's featured numerous times just when i needed music i would just play his music because <laughs> there was so much of it that i could pull from <laughs> yeah, you could just pull pull something yeah. from anywhere i'm gonna do i need to stop because like okay this is a podcast but i should probably stop sharing my screen so that well what if i stop sharing my screen i might stop sharing my audio so i don't know yeah just leave it up we can look at you right. yeah you can look at me while i play i'm pretty much just I've assembled this selection here, which goes for about, let's see, I think this is maybe 20 minutes of material. 20. Yeah, it's 20 minutes. So I'm pretty much going to be clicking around, like looping, like live looping. Like. <laughs> Great. This sounds perfect. Um, yeah. You might actually need to turn it down a little bit if we're going to be heard at all. Not that anybody's yeah, listening for us, but... <laughs> there we go. Now we'll try really heavy parts. You can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I always dreamed of when I started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this is the... This is the yeah, this is... Um, this is the moment. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess I should also. This was preamble. I guess I should also mention because you'd probably be interested in this, especially Billy. Uh, Brandon and I have a uh, radio play we're putting up this week on the Great Romantics Bandcamp called Penance. Well, the album's called uh, Havana Syndrome, but the play is called Penance. <laughs> Havana Syndrome—that's the, uh, the shooting those rays into the CIA's head, or. Yeah, that fake thing. Take it back to the 1950s. (laughs) Yeah, doing all the Cold Wars at once now. You know what? I was listening to some uh, people from the local private art university come to the local public art university today to talk about how they, out of the goodness of their hearts, literal phrasing, handpick handpick artists to be put in a little space next to VAR gallery, which is the big Milwaukee swank gallery, uh, private gallery. And, um, is there you know, money I, involved in it too? Or? Uh, you know what? It was terrible. I habitually <laughs> smoked marijuana, so I forgot why I started telling you. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I wish I was right now, but, uh, I let my vape die a while back and I haven't charged it. Either way, some people came to talk to me today. I just got done listening to them. And I was like, God, none of this is viable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very nice of them to, to offer wall space, though. Yeah, for nine people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What fuck? There's fucking 50 of us in this class. 
<laughs> well, that's how we have work. very valuable wall space. Uh, what's, hotel what's, going what's going on in here? They got to make what you guys compete this? and hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, my sunglasses are talking to me. It's Norm McDonald. <laughs> I gotta put these sunglasses in a drawer. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we can go. get started. Whatever. Are we gonna read our own parts, or you guys want to read somebody else's? I don't give a shit. It doesn't stuff. matter. No, nothing matters. But I figured I'd ask. Maybe we read our own parts so he'll know, get a grasp of our personalities Fuck, or I'm what our personality. What our personalities were a year ago. Like Norm Macdonald now. I can't. <laughs> I. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I can't do any accents. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it gets in like my head and like I can't stop. It's not it's not conscious. The only accent I could possibly do is a southern accent. It's only because I'm from the south. Yeah, I can't guarantee I'll be in a room for a while all year, but uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, well I'll just start reading and we can all do whatever the fuck we want. Um Let's go. Okay. Uh, so this is, I, we've been talked about a name, I guess. I guess we'll call it. I was just thinking podcasting. We are podcasting in a room. Sure. Why not? Okay. I can't guarantee I'll be like, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> I've been in a room for a whole year, but yeah. I'm going to end up sounding like, uh, like, um, like fucking Reagan. <laughs> I was kind of close, <laughs> isn't it? I'll try and do it in my reply. No, I'll try. I'll try. I'll, I'll... I'll get, I'll get in the mood for it. Alright. Yeah. You didn't do it yet. What, when are you going to do it? Oh, wait, I what do you fucking said my thing, though. I'll do it in the next wait, one. Wait, wait, what do it. you mean? I, I'm just going to do Rob's line if he doesn't do I don't it. Know. Wait, I'm, what I do you mean? I didn't think he said the whole line. Oh, I, I said the whole line. I finished the big app. Oh, okay. Okay, well... <laughs> Well, now I'm, I've lost my Norm McDonald, so it's gonna say, "Wait, what do you mean?" All right. <laughs> well, after we have to, we have to resign. Like we have to re- redo this every. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, okay. Boris, <laughs> get the fuck down, bitch. Hold on. Down, Boris. Trying to destroy my soundbar. Um. You make the worst first impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but I still. I thought you meant weren't sure you're oh, I can't do it. You're going to be in a room like like you're going to lose your space or something. No, you mean this space? Uh, I'm losing the space soon. I'm, uh, I'm out of this space soon. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go over there. Trump. <laughs> well, that's, I, 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 I genuinely can't do it. <laughs> um, I'm not even yeah, well, that's it. I'm Rob. I'm here with Brandon, Jennifer C. Martin, and uh, I don't know. Uh, how do you? How how do, would you guys? How do you guys think you'd prefer to die and when? Well, when you told me to think about death, I had terrible nightmares, and um, I never have like I barely even dream, much less have nightmares. Oh man, I'm jealous. And I had nightmares that my sister and my youngest son were diagnosed with cancer. I woke up like crying and shit. Thanks, Rob. That is, this is that's, this, that's honestly because of me. You had no, I don't know. I I am, um, but if I wanted to die, it's very cliche. But I like to die when I was like old and just fall asleep and like I don't care about it. You know, 
I'm such a like, I guess I can say that I'm a pussy. So like, I'm a pussy when it comes to death. It's the number one thing stopping me, you know, because like I've dealt with a lot of suicide ideation and like depression and stuff. But just being a total bitch about death is probably the number one reason like I haven't gone through anything. Sorry, I just want to ask if he even understands the concept of the podcast. I don't think he's. I guess he can't. He can't talk because he's doing the music. But I'm going to explain to him. Wait, maybe he's not even listening. No, he is very stoned and very focused. I think he thinks we're just (laughs) reading the script. I just want him to know. I just want him to know that I, I, because I'm so self-conscious, unlike Brandon and Rob. (laughs) I want him to know that we the the point of the podcast is that we repeat the script. We first recorded this podcast. Oh, I know that part. Well, I'm if I say anything that would make you judge me as less cool, I am less cool than they are. So, I just um when I started well, no, when I started <laughs> when I started addressing underground. I mean, the name included everything about it. I was just embarrassing myself. So that's the only reason I don't care about anything anymore. You know, I thought of MTV. Just have lots of shame and no shame simultaneously. Exactly. <laughs> all of this is devolved into to use an overused internet word for me cringe for myself that's what's great about it. that's what's great about yeah, podcasting i mean that was the purpose the office is so that's why the office is so popular is this yeah, being recorded <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's a, that's Wait, a right yeah <laughs> oh is it okay so i'm gonna read um same you don't believe in oh that's rob's line oh, yeah, where are we? You're, you're heavily christian you don't believe in are you not is it is does the afterlife scare you i mean like uh, i was raised pentecostal so there's always that like 0.001 percent like fear in your mind like what if hell is like real then i'm definitely going to it like 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 um like you never like lose this childhood like fear it's almost like i don't know like i don't like to say that i've had a traumatic childhood because my childhood wasn't that traumatic compared to others like nothing super bad that you can think of has ever happened to me but like belief in a hell in and of itself is sort of like a traumatic experience for a child right do you want to read your line now jennifer oh it's it's like, like oh like oh you go ahead no, you, should just do you will behave this way, or you will literally burn alive for longer than your life for all time. And you don't even have, you don't wait, and you don't even have like a. That's a crazy fucking thing to say to a kid. Yeah, I mean, before you even have. Yeah, that's fucked up. The concept of time, like. Um, yeah, so I was a little bit scary. I worry, you worry about it. I don't know if, um, I'm iffy on the afterlife. I, I think I, you know, I tend more like the Jewish tradition of like here and now, like the point of Christianity. If there's an afterlife, we'll see. Hopefully I'll at least get purgatory right. That's not even in Protestantism, so. I don't even understand purgatory. Like, is that supposed to, are you supposed to? Is there like an emotional state in purgatory or is it just supposed to be boring because it's the same? Well, for a while, purgatory and limbo were different in the Catholic Church, where limbo is like you're going to be here forever because you weren't baptized or whatever. So, like, you know, African babies go to limbo if they get if they're not getting baptized, like if they die young before whatever. And then eventually the Catholic Church is like, no, there's no limbo. There's only purgatory, which I guess is like 
if you need to redeem yourself from some sin because you didn't get to talk to a priest before you die and absolve yourself of sin. So you have to like, I don't know how it came through in the Bible. Like I'm not really sure about how a lot of Catholic traditions came about because I'm not Catholic, but, but yeah, it's sort of like, Oh, well, this person was really bad, but they were also, you know, a good Catholic or a good Christian person. So they can come to heaven after a little while. I don't even know your religious background, uh, Brandon, and I've known you. I don't even know your religious background, and I think I've known you longer. I don't know what talk about, honestly. Really? I mean, I was raised a Christian. It's not non-denominational, you know, a similar Christian, but... Good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I was taught about hell very early on, and it freaked me the fuck out. Freaked me the fuck out for years, for years, because like at a certain point, it'd be like a lot of the Bible stories, kind of especially the ones that make tell kids start. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to not believe it so much. You know, the idea of getting swallowed up by a whale for a while and then being regurgitated back up. You know, I mean, like I understand that now that they're they're really just you know. Really just like parables, but it wasn't taught that. Jennifer, no, I wasn't either. <laughs> oh, I'm not paying attention yeah, anymore. Like, this really happened. Like, you know, you gotta believe, like you, you don't you believe the shit, like you're you're done, you're, you're smoking forever. We'll just keep picking up each other's fumbles. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I had a I, I my grandfather was literally like a professor at a Christian college of like science and the Bible and he believes not even all I would say most Christian professors don't even believe all this now but he did he believed that all of Genesis and all of the Old Testament was all literal and he would even have these like roundabout crazy ways of being like and this is how we know the flood happened and then all this other shit it's really wild the circles that people can spin themselves into into believing it I think it's much nicer to hear it and be like this is you know a parable and a story to learn from yeah yeah, there's a. Oh, sorry, I got a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it's, it's the 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 fucking gummy and the beer. While you're doing that, I can also say, as far as shame goes, I also tried to do stand up comedy at open mics for a little bit. So like, I uh, I've like exhausted my levels of shame. Oh man, uh, did you? I you told me the story. How you were Which really one? drunk, right? I was really uh, drunk each time. I mean, like, I would take, what? like, a liter and a half bottle of wine and hide it underneath the table at the bar and just drink out of it. Which, uh, was there one where you, where you dug your, like, uh, you, were you reading your set? Um, there was, the first time I tried to do it, I was, like, 11 beers deep, and I, uh, forgot oh, my... I'm sorry. How do you drink? Like, let's forget alcohol content. How do you fill your fucking internal organs with 11 bottles of any liquid, especially bubbly liquids? Well, you pee a lot. Yeah. Okay. I usually throw up too, which is what I did that night. I woke up in the middle. I woke up in the middle and then my bed was wet and I was like, what the fuck happened? And then I turned on the light and I saw projectile vomit all down the wall. Oh, hey, okay. Hey, I got a matching story. Yeah. So one night, I get real fucking bombed on a big handle of that glass large glass jug of like fucking martini and rosy fucking wine juice you know? oh. 
Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Just on it yeah. by itself. Yeah, yeah. You you know the big. It's like what do they call it when it's uh fruit and wine? Sangria. Sangria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was okay. like a giant jug of sangria, you know, meant for like a full party of people in one jug. So I drank the jug. <laughs> so I this is why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit drinking in 2014. So 20, yeah, 2014. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. The year I met you. Yeah. Yeah, I had met you just What did you do, my... Rob? <laughs> yeah, what did you do? It wasn't me. It was uh, Indiana. Yeah, it was definitely. Dude, my woman left yeah. me on that trip. That was a fucked oh, really? up trip. Max and I got back to the hotel after that uh, show, and she locked us out of the hotel. That's that's how I found out she didn't like me no more. Holy shit! <laughs> so I wish I had your guy's car. number. I would let you crash in Muncie at least. No, no, it's all right. We slept <laughs> in the car for like an hour, and then we drove home. Oh man! Um, there. <laughs> any, anyway, so I I woke up. And um, this was a really violent time. So I woke up and I was covered in this red sangria, deep red. It was all over like everything I owned. Like I had been awake in a blackout, walking around the house, throwing up on things for probably like an hour. Oh, that happened to an expert friend of mine too. I came out of it. I thought I had been stabbed. (laughs) Oh my God. So... I started just screaming, bloody, drunken, <laughs> murder. And I was like, Shit. saying, you know, when I'm alone in my apartment, thank God I didn't have a cat. I would have killed the cat. Yeah. So I was like, what did you do to me? And here, you know, then I look down and I see the empty jug. And the relief was such a wave crashing over me that I just collapsed and was asleep. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Somebody spilled a jug of blood on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was me doing the spill. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Where were we, I guess? <laughs> Lost it. Uh, let's start at beginning of page seven. It's not oh, even. Page, wait, wait. There's no, we're on page two. six. There's page no. Two. I just want to skip it. Okay. All right. No, no. Start at page seven. I'm already there. I can't go back. But then we <laughs> we lose the best part where I'm a fucking what, idiot. What's the best part? Um. Do women have one less rib? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, yeah. No. Uh, it's not even. It's, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. They never like no women don't have an odd number of ribs, even though my mom told me they did <laughs> while being in med school. Now we're caught up, right? I think. We're yeah. Caught up. yeah. Well, yeah. You talk about the cognitive dissonance in your mom thing creation. I I don't know if it was a cognitive dissonance or just an outright lie. I think it was just an outright lie. Yeah, she probably just lied to you. She's like, yeah. Yeah, she was like, just well, he's never gonna fucking go to med school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This kid's. Well, right unless now. he turns into a serial killer and starts hacking people up, he's not going to count Rebel's ribs. Yeah, I mean, maybe she might have, like set you on that path, though. Like, I gotta find out. Like, I can't see well, the surface. <laughs> well, I did find out eventually. Yeah. It is weird. I think a lot of 
I think a lot of religious people do things like that, knowing that like maybe it isn't true or know that it's definitely not true so that their kids will think that it's real and connect better with God or something. I don't even think it's like malicious in the intent. It's just, but it's so fucking random and weird. I had a, it just makes me it just makes me lose respect for the adults who peddled that shit. Like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. I was raised by con artists. Yeah, I had a girl in one of my classes in community college, and somebody was you were talking about like uh, disillusionment, and it's a psychology course. And then this one girl said uh, that it happened to her when she found out Adam and Eve weren't real. And then this other girl in the class just said really loudly, "Wait, they're not." Oh, I felt so bad for her. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I would say there are many, many Christians out there who definitely believe they were real. What but I feel like, I, I feel like there's, there's never gonna. There, I, I feel like that's weird to be like at the age where you're going to community college and to have the reaction of somebody saying Adam and Eve are real to being like, "What? They're yeah. not." I've never heard that in my life. Like, yeah, that's, that, that was like, the thing. It's one like, thing to believe that they existed. But like I feel like we've never heard would have had to defend it. We've never yeah, encountered like, evolution. Heard... <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, 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 hang on. There's a there's an opposing perspective. My favorite thing is to talk about how like like because usually the same sort of people who would be bothered by Adam and Eve not having been real would also be bothered by the fact that if they were real, that all their kids would have had to fuck. <laughs> they like it. I assume yeah. that they like it. It's like, they yeah. like sexy. They love lots sexy of time to them. Yeah. yeah. Their grandchildren, whatever they were, fucking the hundred and five year old yeah. lot or whatever. Incest is like an in vogue taboo, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's all stepchildren on the porn sites because of blasphemy laws, but. Well, but yeah. Well, yeah. Mostly because of banks. <laughs> well, that too, I guess they don't. Yeah, guys, I couldn't even kiss a guy because he had kissed my sister once. Like I, I was. Is, I bet this is Stephen Miller's fault somehow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just put him into that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and like, like yeah, it was this guy who like had kissed my sister like in a middle school or high school or some shit and then like later we became friends and i was like no like sorry i couldn't even do that can't be eskimo sisters what did you say to him Is your... i said i know that i was like i know that you had a thing for my sister for a while so like i don't know you know like, my sister sorry. eats shit right like you're, you're... <laughs> yeah i don't want to like, kiss somebody that eats shit i don't know so like now i got married really young so i was really young when this happened so i don't know what my reasoning is but i'm polyamorous now and my and so i feel like the option like i just i would never even hook up with someone that my sister had a crush on like i just i want to so far keep like keep out of that is it because you feel that the phantasmatic desire object of your sister as a psychological <laughs> sexual being is keeping you separated from the void that you're sure. trying to fill with sex are you sure i mean i'm already doing weird I'm already, I already belong to like an alternative sex relationship life. So fucking like, so like, I try very hard to normalize my life inside of it. I was just talking to Rob about this on, um, on Twitter that about, about how 
I don't really talk about the kinky stuff on Twitter or anything, but I think I have talked about it with Brandon and Rob. So yeah, a lot on here. Can you, hear, can you hear me whispering? Can you hear me whispering? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean Elder, um, are you saying some gay shit? What are you trying to say? Oh, no. I, I, I'm I into wouldn't. that. <laughs> no, okay, I would fine. use my normal voice for some <laughs> gay shit. But uh, no. He's I, not, he I, wasn't uh, saying it like. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. No, I thought I was uh, giving sweet yeah. nothings between my sound effects. Yeah. And... I, did, I did go on a date with, with somebody who had the same name as my sister. That was, uh, I brought it up. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. I briefly did. I don't know. Were you yeah, at? Yeah. We, we went to the Museum of Death, and I was like, yeah. And like, and then after I got drunk, and I was like, eh. Yeah, oh, that's another thing. When you found <laughs> out, see, here's how you know. Well, I found out pretty fucking weird. early, because I remember my sister's out. name. <laughs> Daniel, there was a girl who was really into Daniel who had the same name as his sister, and he couldn't do it either. He was like, I can't get past the name. No, and I, was like, I didn't say I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, maybe if, you get, if you're able to get past the name, that just suggests that you have a, a mature subconscious. Sure. Or just your middle name. I will. I will say that I was. Yeah, of course I was able to get past that, but I was. I I will reject that I have a mature conscious. Or is I it just that you have such a hyperactive super ego that it was like you can do anything? I told right Daniel now. to go ahead and do it, but he just like didn't so i was like daniel you can get over it and he's like no why couldn't he what was the name does he i'm sure it was it was mostly that it was a very common name i guess it doesn't matter it was amanda like a very common name oh yeah um so but whatever i'm not daniel like sometimes daniel sometimes people just have hang-ups about weird things and maybe like if he really really had liked her he would have said it but i think it was just like a little crush or something i don't know uh, all right should we get back again where are we uh i i have to get off at nine no matter what and we're on page. Well, I thought you were polyamorous. That should be no problem. You have lots of options, right? This is a postmodern future. Come on. I have endless options in in theory, and I have two options in reality. Well, you listen to the old episodes, you'll hear about some other options she's had too. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. So I'm just gonna just go ahead and say, right in his line and then my own line. So it's not true that never like no women don't have an odd number of ribs. I just never thought about it. Like it never occurred to me to check a partner's rib or anything. Well, it never occurred to me either. And they did check it. <laughs> Fucking checked the partner's rib, and it was completely lie. But the thing is, when my mom was like, I think she was trying to get into nursing school. Oh. So she was working at like like I think she may have been in nursing school already, but she, I know she was looking at like cadavers and anatomical text and stuff, and she was still telling me this shit. I don't know. I still understand it now. I just don't understand like how people can be like literalist when the first two pages of the Bible contradict each other about the creation, about like yeah, about like when man and women, man and woman were created, and just and how and just I don't know. It's weird. 
It's because Christians don't like learn anything from like like technically what is it Christian is supposed to be derived from Judaism, but yet they don't know like how like Jews read the Bible or scriptures there like so they're just like oh well I guess this is all real like let's just take this all at face value without having even studied it like I don't believe Jewish people believe it's all literal so like oh I've never heard of a flat earther Jewish person so yeah no it's not like that it's just like they understand it as parables for lessons or whatever and they and they still you know they still have conservative jews but conservative jews still tend to just follow like the rules more than believe the stories is literal i think they i think they like repeating the scholarly re- respecting the scholarly approach to the religious text too like i think that a lot of the christian population here are like biblical literists uh, i don't think they really enjoy seeing the bible in uh, like historical context at all i think they just want to be divorced from you know time and space and just being like the word of god yeah no not to mention like yeah literal hundreds of translations over thousands of years which they get sort of upset if you bring that up like you know this isn't god wasn't if god was talking to like you know what was being transcribed like it wasn't in english and they sometimes they get offended by that but yeah wasn't there a bill hicks joke too about like what's to say on the front of the bible king james's bible that's his bible yeah i do like that bible though of all the translations i like that one it's very uh poetic i just got uh king james's demonology what if my bible is covered in coke and i can't read it because i'm doing coke it's your bible <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's what do you think the king's God, james I version love, is I love pitching. when i pitch that to gen z i get a genuine laugh when i pitch it to you fucking scumbag millennials i get it's your bible <laughs> you can We're of age now i can give you the list uh i could probably so give my you... fault gen z never did coke off a bible i could probably give you christian editors to pitch that story to no i'm just kidding do it though the only christians i want are to eat <laughs> sorry Jenna. kosher um kosher. i would i would probably taste pretty good <laughs> i watched a couple of cannibal movies recently that were fun like raw uh, I've seen green inferno. Great. i haven't seen green inferno what did you what did you see brian brandon the people under the stairs oh That's i love great. that yeah <laughs> Fantastic. Is that a cannibalism flick? That is a. It's kind. Of, it yeah. It's it's not. It's not the primary horror, but they they are cannibals. I remember when I first started at my job. Um, there were two older black guys there at the time, and the one uh, was introduced me to the other one. He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, because he's like, in this, he was in this area behind this wall that was just randomly there, and he'd uh. be there cutting up dough all day. And he said, uh, yeah, you heard about the people under the stairs. This is the N-word behind the wall. <laughs> and I I just thought it was so funny because I thought it was like, who the fuck is random referencing people under the stairs in 2016 or 2017 or whatever? Um, it's a great flick. It's a great it flick. It is, yeah. But I mean, it's yeah, just funny. It's got, it's like, got Big Ed and Nadine. Yeah, but it's just funny too because like he, I... There, if any, most other people my age would not probably know that reference. The, the people under the stairs were also like a '90s like instrumental hip hop group, I think. Oh, are they? Maybe that's what he was referencing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how like popular they are either, though. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's your life. Is yeah. Down more. 
Oh, I've never actually been able to get through it because I'm too dumb. Like I can't read Shakespeare. I had to read the Balderized versions in high school, and I don't know. My brain just doesn't function that way. I mean, I, I don't blame you. I studied Shakespeare in college, you know, and like uh, as part of my major. And honestly, I don't, I don't get this whole thing of like Shakespeare reading Shakespeare having been at you. Like it, people see it, think of it as like this type of highfalutin type of thing. That's a type of benchmark that if you can't understand what the fuck he's saying, then you're dumb. But again, they were talking like that was the 17th century. Yeah, maybe I don't fucking remember anymore. But like. I think it's six, yeah, sixteen, and they like I don't know. It's easier if you say it out loud since it was supposed to be performed. Right. Oh, I found it easier when I had to study it, but whatever. That's just like like language changes. If those people came into our fucking universe and like looked online and saw all the shit that we say, they would have no idea what we were saying either. Yeah, I mean, every day going on Twitter, it takes like fifteen minutes to figure out what people are saying, like what the words are saying mean anymore. Yeah. Because there's just new references every fucking day. New references. You look. New reference of irony. Sorry. You know, you know that like that rap that website exists like Rap Genius. Oh yeah. That has like translations to stuff that's coming out like today. Yeah. A woo like, You know, and uh, Shakespeare is like so much of his work is like double meanings and double entendres, and I doubt that a lot of like you know the peasant classes that were standing in the Globe Theater like kings or whatever like. They might have. They might have got every reference. The king, like the nobles, and may not have got all the references either. They're there for slapstick. Oh, they <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Actually, check in Twitter. Like I said, like we can just keep picking up each other's fumbles. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just get through this. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even say my line, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually. That was the entire point, wasn't it? It was something he was communicating to different audiences on two different levels, and that was like part of the genius of him. Oh man, um, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, thinking about rap genius too, like thinking about just how Christians still use Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah as like a religious song constantly. A song about being sad and fucking. No oomph this time. Usually, fucking. So I'm sorry. Let me get it. A song about being sad and fucking. There you go. Hello. Yeah, I mean John Cale. Uh, the story. I don't know if you guys have heard the story before behind the current narration of Hallelujah. Like I've told you 23 times now. Um, but apparently Leonard Cohen wrote like 150 verses to it and would just. Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah, and he would just perform random verses live. <laughs> and one time John Cale heard performance and he was like, Hey, I want to do a cover of that. Can you send me the lyrics? And then he sent him like fifty pages of lyrics and he just said he quote took out the naughty bits and um that made them then made them the song. That is a gratuitous amount of lyrics. Yeah, I mean I respect it. I can't write any, so I wanna I wanna see a version of him doing it in just one take though. Yeah, it would be nice. I uh, I wonder if John Cale still has all the original lyrics that he faxed him because he's dead. I mean, Leonard Cohen's dead now, so I don't know of any record of other verses unless there's, like, recordings of live performances from then. Um, but, yeah. So what was the question? How do I want to die? I don't remember. Uh... Yes. Oh, yeah. How do you want to die? 
Oh man, I don't even know anymore. Um, I, there used to be like for a long time, like my thing was like, there's no way I'm gonna like I'm gonna be able to like sit in the hospital bed or like get old, older or whatever. Just the idea of that seems like uh, it was it was horrifying to me, you know, to like to like well to just like uh to like just slowly lose a certain amount of control of agency. That's what I thought it was, you know. Yeah. But like I always like I always just I'm like oh when the opportune time comes I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna just kill myself like you know just and you know I have like suicidal ideation yeah yeah and then there's, like, <laughs> the president so like that dude even divorced from that there was like there was just like thought of like that i'm gonna go like to do it you know oh, okay. um, now i don't know I, I don't have a preference i'm like i think if anything i would just be i think the romanticism from like being like a sad 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 kid for so long and like the last remnant of it is just being lying to me like if i'm gonna die <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh i don't in a what way? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know the like. You want to have like a gun point at your face? Like, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Stop rapping, man. This is real life. <laughs> no, no, because that's not that. I mean, somebody else gets to do it. I don't really want that. <laughs> what about an animal? Well, like, I want to know is like Rob, what it feels like to be like oh this is my final. Rob, can I ask you a question? With about Bernandin, did you? Where, where it says Bernandin, did you write out our? Did you fucking type out our names like every fucking time they appear in the script? You just type them all out. No, like, I didn't you didn't copy. That. You oh, didn't shit. copy. I, I just saw Bernandin. <laughs> but you, like, did Bernadine, you? Bernadine. How did that happen? You didn't copy paste names. No, so I have this program called Celtics for writing scripts, and. Oh, yeah and you just type in part of the name and hit tab and it autofills it but i guess that time i wrote brn instead of bra and hit tab and then it did that is this because is this because you're vegan i'm i'm mostly i'm vegetarian mostly vegan see i just guess i didn't even fucking know what are your indulgences what are your indulgences uh, i mean it's just hard not to eat anything with dairy or eggs. So I do eat things with dairy and eggs when I like if I I don't like look at the ingredients and everything. Uh, but I buy the vegan thing and there's a thing that says vegan. Um, and do I look vegan? You kind of do. Be honest. You don't look skinny enough to be vegan. Ah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also want to eat chicken. Right. I, eat, I eat fucking McDonald's, baby. <laughs> oh, right. You're <laughs> big on fries. I eat this. You're not one of those people French that like. Fries, baby. <laughs> you're not one of those people that like gets drunk and like eats a bunch of cheese, pizza, or something. Me? Dude, I'm mad too. Well, yeah, that. I will eat pizza sometimes. Like that's the thing is, like I'll order like pizza sometimes. I I try and stay as vegan as possible. I don't buy anything for the most part that has any meat or anything. But like, like my girlfriend's Korean, so 
we'll also like get Korean fried chicken sometimes. Yeah. At least uh, oh, I didn't know. Nice. I didn't your, fucking your know. know. How is your how is it pronounced? Who? Korea. Korea. <laughs> That's not right. Oh no, I had an interview with his girlfriend for some project she was doing and I was terrified that I would have to say her name out loud. Oh, what, what is, what's, Tung I've in? never heard, I've only seen it in sex. Tongue in? Tongue in, yeah. Is she vegan Listen, too? Is she vegetarian? She's actually not, but she's made me more vegan because she's gone into like vegan replacement stuff, like recipes. Oh, and yeah. she, um, She's made me really sad about cows and stuff. I ate, but I had Korean. I made Korean fried chicken a couple weeks ago, and it was so fucking good. It was worth the prep, like, and you dip it in, like, that salt. Mm. Yeah. How much does it cost to get all those chickens from Korea? Um, I will say though, there's a vegan, there, like not vegan, uh, a Korean McDonald's just keeps going. A Korean fried chicken place up and around the corner from me, which is the big issue. And then we have like a Anyway, where were we? Brananan, Brananan. Hmm. Oh my God. Oh, we're I... way past there. I already, I, I breezed past. Brandon. Oh. Where are we? Mm. What page are we on? Oh. Shutters. Shut uh. What page? Fifteen. Uh. Okay. Hmm. Wait. No. Oh. One thing I'm really curious about actually is like to lose like having dementia. To like I want to know what if what that feels like, but then also able to be able to live my life and references like Yeah, my grandfather had Alzheimer's, like Yeah. Like for a long, long time, and like. Mine too. I hate saying this line. And then he like finally died, and like I don't know his last like. Remember, like we didn't go and say bye to him, and like he hadn't really known who I was for like a year, and everyone was just hoping, like you know, there's a certain point when someone has Alzheimer's or dementia that you're like, God, I wish they would die. <laughs> not because of how, not because you don't want them to die, but because it just seems like such a miserable life, you know. Yeah, even just living at a home. So I just waved at him, and he waved at me, and then I don't know. Yeah, yay! Yeah, just seeing my grandmother in a home recently, I mean, like, when she was in the hospital, like, a year or two ago, maybe two or three years ago, you know, <laughs> at one point, she was just, I was just trying to talk to her, and I guess the way I led lead conversations, and she just ended up saying, like, yeah, I'm, like, done. I don't, I wish they would stop reviving me, like... I'm just bored, like basically. But um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing of having dementia is so interesting to me because of how long they can be like clueless or they can be really cheery, like my grandfather was. Like he would always just repeat, uh, where's my martini? How's my how's my how about a Manhattan? And uh and uh just other weird catchphrases or like other people that like get really angry and like scared to some extent. I don't know. There's something weird and morbid because, like, I was living with my grandfather when he was, like, in mild to more, hmm, maybe more like moderate Alzheimer's. Um, Like, I just lived with him for a month or two, and we had sold our house in Tennessee. We were about to move to Virginia, and so this would have been 2015, and he was starting to lose, like, some of his more day-to-day stuff. But he had the sudden resurgence of, like, childhood memories and, like, adolescent memories. He started talking about, like, this old girlfriend he had. <laughs> Bar the score. <laughs> 
he started singing songs that we never really heard him sing before. It was really, really interesting. Um, that's one thing I really wish we could get to. Is like, I remember hearing or reading something when I was a little about. You look like Billy Zane. <laughs> right, he does. Bucko. Yeah, I can see uh, the the Tybo guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was he? Was that Where's the guy Billy in Twin Oh shit, the Titanic dude. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, but then. Audrey's oh, I got him. Trip. No, I always get him confused Listen, with the Billy bad Zane. mummy guy. Billy Zane was the Phantom. Of what? <laughs> the superhero, <laughs> the Phantom. I don't know. <laughs> wow, you are Norm McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up Billy. That's how you do it. I pulled up Billy. I googled Billy Zane, and it came up with a photo of him going into the ocean wearing like jeans. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like well, me. He, he Virginia Woolf himself. What happened? <laughs> 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 or uh, interiors. That's how the mom in interiors dies too. She just Jesus. Um, no, Jesus got crucified. No. <laughs> <laughs> He wishes. My favorite clip from Norm McDonald's um, pod video podcast was he's reading a, a Wikipedia page about Hitler because he's the Wikipedia <laughs> article today. He's like, so I was like, he was like a really host and he was like a really uh, high general and stuff. And uh, oh, Jesus, this next part, do you know about this? <laughs> the Holocaust? <laughs> um, he killed a bunch and of they, Jews. <laughs> and they decided. To go to war with the world. <laughs> the world. Uh, anyway, because uh, I just wonder, like, how much of our thoughts of how our memories define our consciousness, like how much of consciousness is just memory. And then just without that, what consciousness is like. But I guess if if you come out of like you would you remember? I don't know. I would take a pill of your consciousness. Mine? Hitler's? <laughs> say it say the line yeah <laughs> how do you like how do you customize the pills do you gotta pick like who's consciousness or is it just like a grab bag of random i don't want that yeah i mean you could get hitler's um well yeah if you pay extra yeah that'd be cool kind of to, like just take like hitler? i would take jeffrey dahmer's consciousness for like Half an hour, and myself. Yeah, like, ima like imagine what it'd be like to be able to just play with a human skull without the like, without the guilt or the shame or like. Yeah. Like that. Like, wasn't there a get to like? Wasn't there like a wasn't there like a Mirakami book where they experienced other people's con? They have like a library of people's consciousness in their skulls. No, I, I don't know. I, I tried reading uh, uh, Is this a foreign film? Like, my dog bought it. My dog oh, ate book. it. Wait, what? Your dog ate your skull? My dog ate uh, <laughs> my dog ate my Norwegian wood. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, your the book. The book. Uh, okay. yeah, ate my what did you think I was saying? I don't know. I thought maybe Norwegian Wood was a reference to something I didn't understand. I never listened. It to was a reference to the Haruki Murakami book that you like the the dude you're talking about. 
Yeah, but I thought maybe the song was about skulls somehow, and I just never listened to the lyric closely enough. I don't know what song you're talking about. The song Norwegian Wood by the Beatles. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, 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 the book, the book. My dog ate the book, and I never finished it. Oh, okay. That was, that was as far as I got with Murakami, so I don't know uh, what this It sounds like Fahrenheit 451, where you have to find I don't know. Anyway, I was too. I don't know. This is um, like around the same time. I remember hearing about this around the same time I heard about HTTV for the first time. God, I said that three fucking times. Um, <laughs> I heard about HTTV for the first time years before it came out, which was like, oh yeah, in the future, they're going to have TVs that are really high definition. Yeah, those are, those are comparable technologies. Yeah, you got to see the Simpsons a little more clearly, and you get a fucking ghost in a shell, somebody. Yeah. You never wonder that? Just like what it's like to be in somebody else's head? Kind of. I want to know what's inside them. Yeah. That's Jeffrey Dahmer again. Yeah. Click <laughs> the sound button. Uh, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> my my head is stressful, you guys. I have multiple str- multiple streams of thought. So ones that like none of them are smart or intellectual. It's always like three seven seven inches about at once, and then whatever the task I'm <laughs> whatever the task I'm doing at the moment. I can hear you, Jennifer. I didn't think anyone. Jacques, Jacques. Um, and then maybe if I'm horny or hungry or something more primal than that too. How do you just how how just how what the fuck is the sentence? How do you how do just you like? I also wouldn't want to wish my consciousness on anybody either. That that doesn't sound like a good time. I don't, I don't know why you like. I never. I don't envy somebody else's consciousness necessarily. When I when I say I wonder a lot of the time, it's just like how 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 are they able to function? Like they're so stupid. Like they're so stupid. Like how are they able to think that way? It makes no sense to me. I always assume chill people have like really fun circumstances. Oh fuck! Or like, really, like maybe I'm like I'm just rich and privileged another way, and that's why they're not worried about stuff all the time. Maybe, but like, but that's not true. I know it's not. Yeah, I mean, but also, isn't like, isn't art in general and like writing and stuff isn't just communication a way of giving people a glimpse into your consciousness? Even though, I think, I think that's what it is. Like, I think that that's why that's why I consider it to be like the most like fun thing about art is like its communicated aspects. Like, you know, like you get to you get to kind of see how um how somebody distills their own environment and their surroundings. I was at actually I was still before I ever actually moved to Indiana. All right. Which I don't even want to get out, but like before I even moved there, I uh, like my last big like hurrah was to go to the LACMA and take a bunch of acid and go to the LACMA and like and the whole time I saw these like these paintings as like uh like little like when <laughs> you know like when they just emphasize how you saw things you know everything is kind of similar in that their landscapes and stuff but like like some people accentuate like, like the shadows mean more than them or highlights mean more than them oh that actually reminds me i've never done acid or shrooms or any hallucinogenics but i've read about them a lot because that culture has a lot of facets that interest me and like isn't that sort of what um like Ken Kesey and Charles Manson and stuff were attempting to do with acid a lot of times was just like to have a collective conscience and, and that everybody sort of experiences the same brain. So it's like Christmas, you guys. <laughs> 
Shudder. Uh, yeah, Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> I got an acid because of the butthole surfers. The, the, the idea of, yeah, the collective consciousness and, like, trying to uncover things that are only accessible to you, like, under certain, like, that hippie, dippy, blah, like, spooky kind of escape my radar. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not sure what that is. I think there are a lot of people who, who think that. Oftentimes, I don't enjoy getting high with those people. But, um, yeah, there might be some truth to it, because I think, uh, one of, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Fisher, the Marxist theorist. I'm not sure. Yes. I Hero capitalist realism. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but before before he killed himself, I think the last work that he was working on was like, you know, potentially utilizing like psychedelics or, you know, having that as a potential you know, to sort Fisher. of expand on your imagination. Hmm. Oh. Let's talk about Mark Fisher. Let's make this Let's talk about Mark, Mark Fisher. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a depressed man, and I think he was honestly, a depressed man, but I think that gets in the way of his dialectical analysis. And I agree with that, but I think that what the the main thing that makes Mark Fisher so good, or the only thing that makes him really good, is this idea that we will perpetually repeat the the twentieth twenty first century hook forever ad nauseum. There's never going to be any new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, again, we, we reached late capitalism where it's just, we're, we're, we're watching the system crumble. And I, it's trying to re, like capitulate itself through just, like its own scores. I just read a headline The wealthiest 10% of Americans own 89% of all U.S. stocks. Yeah. 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 Well, that stocks are fake. I mean, but still, <laughs> stocks are fake, yeah. bro. Stocks are fake. Money stocks is are fake. fake. That's very that's very true. I think I think I think Fisher had like a really good understanding of like the capitalist superstructure, and how like the superstructure like like uh, it infects the ideology of like of the average person to where it's very hard for them to uh, imagine a world outside of capitalism. But that's only yeah, because like that's the predominant. Those are the predominant materials, uh, material conditions. I, I think he's a little bit fatalistic in this idea that like we can never, like we we can't imagine like uh, a society without it. Well, we can we can imagine revolution, and once you get to the revol- like the revolutionary point, your material conditions change, and that changes your perspective. It changes your understanding of things to and your imagination. Which brings us back to the point of a non-transactional society. Yeah, um, yeah, or God, or whatever it was. Yeah, well, God is a non-transactional society. <laughs> yeah, like one, not based on, not one entirely based on commodity production or that has a pro- uh, profit incentive, you know? I mean, just like, just basic day-to-day things. And I think about it too, like, you know, what it is, like so much of like the music they listen to, like, you know, they have like, it's inescapable from like the environment that it comes from. Right. And so it's inescapable from the effect, like from the economic system that the environment employs. So it's like a weird thing to like, just like think about like, cause I like think about, um, you know, music and, um, you know, pre-colonial societies, like, you know, pre-colonial like um, periods and a lot of indigenous music, a lot of it is very communal. It's a lot of it's very religious or spiritual. Um, it's meant for the collective. It's mostly, are you talking about the mostly like rhythm based sort of stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. Like more improvised and. Yeah, like an Ninja Gamelon or, you know, like, what well, I don't know. But, um, like, I don't think they had, like, individual pop artists, you know? Right. Their, their, their society wasn't atomized to the point where you had individuals like, making, like, you know, the globe part two in their bedrooms or something. 
Yeah. When did you guys write this fucking podcast? We, it was we, never written. It was never written. Well, not written. Well, I know it wasn't written, but I mean, when did you first record it to start reading? And how many people have you had on here where they, like me, like, I'm sitting here just fucking eating ravioli out of a can being high. And just I'm like, you. Just yeah, you're me. the first guess. I'm was... the first one to be fucking tricked. <laughs> Ambushed. Ambushed was the word that we you agreed a, on. You have, a, you, have a, you have a thing. You, you're supposed to score it. Yeah. He's I scoring th- it with the ravioli in the can. I scored it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds. <laughs> okay. Um, where were we? Um, yeah. So, what about like instruments? So, were they? Did they have to like find their voice in a specific instrument or anything? The way we tend to think about it, like somebody's specific guitar tone and everything. I don't know. I, mean, I don't really know the like history of it or the inner workings, like, like how those dynamics are reached. Not even entirely sure. Like I mean, we're talking about like several different cultures, right? Like over, like over, you know, millennia. But I'm sure they have like different varying relationships, even the instruments that they play, or they own them, or they're multi-faceted. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to. I had a segue out of that. Well, how I always think about, you know, how it's different communicate something. I'm not even doing words in order. What I am is a right. I'm always worried about how people are interpreting the things that I say. You know, right. Um, what was this in in a waking life? No matter how much of like it, on a wavelength or how linguistically, culturally similar you are to someone, you still really cannot help how they take what you say. You never know if they you take it the way that you intend it and it's like no matter how well you communicate bullshit mostly like i just made myself sound really cool i mostly write quizzes and slideshows but um I also have I have a blog, um, the Dirt Bike Fiction, and then I'll be writing some fiction for only magazines soon. And like I used to write a lot more like newsy media pieces, but they don't do as freelance work anymore. I agree. This is what I have a full time job, so I like I have a pretty full plate anyway. But yeah, I write lots of different things, and so I because I write so many different types of things, I'm always thinking about like I'm writing for this audience. And we're writing this kind of subject. I always want to be this kind of person. Always in years of baby boomers. Some. Ugh, I'm so bored by my content. I the baby boomers who I write with religion, politics, state versus my blog. That's all it is. Then fiction. You know, you want to do it, but not so heavy-handed. And I don't know who's gonna read that, but you're always adapting yourself, really. Or maybe that's just me. I'm adapting myself to write or communicate with a different type of person. So I try to be very like in tune with how I connect with with whatever the type of person I think would read or hear whatever it is I have to say. Absolutely, I would say maybe it's like to a point, you know, there's some selfishness things. Like I write about things, especially in my personal blog and my personal life, I write about things that are important to me, but like I guess I've just been a commercial writer for long enough that I know one, like people have to read it, even if it's not about like I don't 
care who reads that you still want it to connect with somebody. So I definitely, I definitely constantly consider my audience oh, and what people would think and what they would feel oh, when God. they read something that I write. Oh, so I try, I adapt a little bit to them and it, I think it changes how I communicate as well. Thinking of the audience is definitely Oh my God. Do you worry about how we'll connect with them? Like, is there a wrong way for them to connect with it? I mean, like, yeah, I run into shit all the time, and you know, I try to take—I try not to take it personally. Like, for instance, you know, it's like little things. I copy pasted some like term in one of my blogs. I use the word Latin and not even know if I'm saying it. And somebody was like, "Oh, oh, I was just gonna do it for you." That was a really condescending term, and and people need to start using it. And like, I hadn't heard that before, but I thought, you know, whatever I was trying to communicate, the person totally dismissed because I used that one word and you know I you have to think about stuff like that but I don't think about you know people get some people are really touchy about pregnant. but for me I find it more interesting like I'm not trying to to make people write off something I think and say because I use those offensive like, like, I try to like be somewhat not offensive or at least not offensive to the right people the right audience right like, obviously, the stuff I write is offensive to some people, but I don't care about those people, so it doesn't matter. You want to switch roles for the rest of the Jennifer? Sure. Me and you Wait. switch. Brenda still reads his own. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny. I guess that all political correctness is really is just, like, trying not to piss off the right people, but then the wrong people always get pissed off, and they want you to change, but it's like, we're not, we don't care about you. Yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, we've been yeah. talking for a half hour. Do you guys have yeah. anything else you want to add, or? I mean, everything's preserved now. Almost, I can't. I almost never talk in a way that's even preserved anymore. You think that? You think the feds are listening? Yeah. Well, that, but also just like talking on the phone, talking over text, talking over email. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just everything is like. You think that historians will sift through like Twitter and emails and shit in the future? There's so much content. What will they do? I mean, I think that there will be like metadata they can uh, sort what they're looking for because I, I mean, like, yeah, like it is going to. I think a, a lot of history is like based on individual narratives. Like, I was just hearing about this guy who owns slaves, just some random guy. They found his journal, and it's illuminating just to get this one guy's perspective that he wasn't thinking anybody was going to see. I think, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's weird to think about what the ever-expanding future with more and more people and more and more stuff being archived, what will be deemed important. Yeah. Man. But I think, yeah, there will be things that are ultimately sought, that are dissected, and then whatever is available of individual people. I mean, we already do with blogs, like people searching through old blogs for things. Like, I mean, we make memes out of the bodybuilding forum posts and stuff. Yeah, my kids occasionally make reference to like memes or things that I know that before, but like, my memes on that, and they like their cause. Uh, I don't let them have too much immediate access but they can watch like gamer like pg gamer youtube things and they'll see the gamer guy reference those things or they'll start referencing it like they referenced the other day something from homestar runner like you've never watched homestar runner but it's not even just that because like i mean it could just be a post somebody made it can just be something yeah it could be just be a face you made in public that somebody happened to capture on camera. Like, um, I mean, I think what we're seeing already is the future of history, basically. 
I mean, it's fascinating. It's like it gets a lot of conclusion to like the whole pop art thing, you know, like postmodern, like the idea of postmodern being abol the abolishing the distinction between like high brow and low brow, where like everything just becomes like kind of homogenized, this weird sort of mishmash culture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Oh. Sorry. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fascinating. I don't know where it can go, which I also, I mean, I tie into like, you know, the political, like, you know, like just the political state and how like this type, you know, like this kind of postmodern kind of culture is like, like capitalist culture, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a disruption, the rejection of all things sacred and buy pretty much anything. Like there's no, like you can buy, like you can buy, uh, you can buy Joker's fixes and shit. Let's go, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing like sanctified anymore. <laughs> anymore. You can see pretty in anybody naked now, like pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Anybody you can think of. Yeah, you even have to be naked, like. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Like the next thing, man. This guy was supposed to bring carts to my house, and he never fucking showed. At least I didn't pay him yet. Yeah. I think, like, next thing is basically, like, a great consolidation, like, you can't unring a bell, like, all those forms of communication, all those forms, all of these disparate micro-content things, like, I mean, like, I always think it's interesting, like, like, how TikTok and stuff, like, and Vine, like, you know, like, these moments that before would just be in a movie, like, a lot of uh memes are basically just like tiktok or vine taken from a movie or tv show and i think we're going to keep seeing everything break apart more like that and then eventually it's just going to be so much that we're going to see a great consolidation of all media of all these things existing but there's going to be more focus on long form and larger format again that sounds crazy exhausting yeah you talk about like a full length like a feature film of a tiktok um, I mean, it already sort of exists. If you go on YouTube, my roommate's kid, he showed, he just put a video of memes the other day. Like, it was just, like, this guy just has, like, I guess he says something up, like, he tried something to pick up stuff off of Reddit or Im Im Image or, or whatever, and then he has a robot voice in it, which is why. Which is why it makes me think it's all automated. That is and I think we're going to keep seeing more of that eventually. We're just going to, we're going to be so much more focused on created, on creation again. Oh, well. I feel, I feel that's symptomatic of like a society becoming more and more depressed. It's like, from my perspective, I feel like this incessant need to have noise, you know, or like just this total stimulation, you know, <laughs> like sensory stimulation coming from that to the fact that like, you know, being alive right now is kind of unbearable for a lot of people. Yeah, right. <laughs> talking about what things are like in the future, but on my leftist base is like the real cynical ones. Like, there's not going to be an America. There's not going to be a future. Like, I think they're like, why? Well, I don't think there's going to be. Why well, I don't want there being. I don't want there to be an America. But that's not. Yeah, neither do I. That's not the same. I feel very. I'm very hopeful about that. Yeah, that's probably a net positive, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess what this comes down to is we've reached this cultural singularity where everything is always happening and everything is fleeting. Oh, like, you ever hear the story of Rocky Erickson? Like, the only way he could get to sleep was, like, having, like, nine TVs on at the same time on different channels. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> he, well, he's schizophrenic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
and he was wow at that point that was that was strange that was not normal behavior i think we were, we're all we've all kind of we're becoming wow. rocky Erickson. Oh, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean it's been a thing for however long like we watch like i, I mean so many shows are based around the fact that you're not going to be watching them you're not going to be reading and looking at your phone and watching videos on your phone while you're watching tv probably yeah Next, next to you is watching other videos. Uh, he works at a video store in uh, Hawthorne, I think, Hawthorne, California. Made I heard he was. I heard he was related to Robert Blake. Is that true? Is it really? I don't know. I feel like he should have gotten into the industry faster with that. Yeah, and, and not have had to work in a. A video store and make that birthday party movie. Who is Robert Blake? He uh, killed his wife. No, that's OJ Simpson. No, Robert Blake Who's did too. Robert Blake. He was in Lost Highway. He was the uh, weird ghost man. I look like I had a stroke. Yeah. What's my? I thought name? that was Quentin Tarantino. No, no, Quentin Tarantino has eyebrows. He has eyebrows, right? He is not. He has a very like Neanderthal like forehead. He oh. has a sloping brow. That is true. Did you know that yeah. he's from Tennessee? Is he really? Who? Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino. His forehead is from Tennessee. No, no, that's Robert and De Niro from Tennessee. <laughs> he grew up like outside of Knoxville, East Tennessee. That's where I'm from too. Ah, shit. What's the podcast? I would think his his perspective would be more interesting. He has uh, one character that he had be from Tennessee was uh, Lieutenant Aldo Rain in Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's like his only take. I think otherwise he just got really obsessed with California. <laughs> Seemingly. Um, was it my... Did I say, did I say yeah? I mean, there are like 10 hour videos on YouTube. There are like whole swaths of YouTube that like don't expect you. They expect you to fall asleep to this. Like this 10 hour. Yeah. What is YouTube? That's <laughs> part of the score. Keep going. It's not an artistic statement. And there's just. Is YouTube just there? An artistic it's just drone for you. It's just background. <laughs> I bet Ray Bradbury is glad he's dead for all this. And Andy Warhol. Yeah. Or maybe Andy Warhol would be excited. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, Andy Warhol doesn't get excited. I don't think he ever got excited. Even uh, really more uh, by I wonder if he didn't even get excited when he had all those like pretty rich girls coming over to his house to do drugs and die. He was or when he ate that hamburger on stage, like on TV. Like, no, was it on how, TV? How do you not get excited by eating a hamburger on TV? Yeah, Andy Warhol not rolling a joint. I mean, his greatest artwork was based around the fact that he had like the most boring fucking lunch ever. He would just have a can of soup every day for lunch. Oh, was that why that he did that? Yeah, oh, he was, would, it, was that his lunch? That was his lunch. Yeah, he would. He oh, he got no. inspired. No, that was Laurie Anderson's lunch. <laughs> it was Laurie Anderson's lunch. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I, he was campus. like, I wonder how many soups there are. Oh, so he... um, oh, 
how I don't. Oh, I'm going back. I also think I also never really thought about how it was actually how production values simultaneously keep getting worse and better at the same time. Do you remember that video of all the people that lived in the TikTok house? It was like I think it was in like November, maybe October, November. Is that like the Final Fantasy house? Maybe. I would live in the. I play Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, I was thinking Final Destination. I don't know. <laughs> But he's got to be a fun crossover. Yeah. Final Fantasy Destination. No, the TikTok house in Final Destination. Oh, yeah. The Eternal. Oh, the Eternal now. Uh, yeah. So, like, there was this video of like all these extremely attractive fit people showing how they do every day. They're like, this is the filming room and this is the workout room, and it was just, it was like, just like, just like some LA house and like all these people must have been like 25 or under they were all <laughs> they were all right? influencer types yep and they all <laughs> lived in the same house headbangers ball and they were all filming in all rooms all the time right yes yes it wasn't just like this is the exercise room where you get a break from this no like, it's no. the room where they eat ass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah what a weird way to live you are always co- oh it's horrifying but yeah, I mean, I guess we're expecting this forever. I guess I mean between Andy Warhol, The Truman Show, Ed TV. Uh, yeah, that woman in the '90s, where I remember my dad reading an article to me in the '90s about a woman that was just going to leave her webcam on all the time, and you could just check in and see what she's up to. Oh yeah, that girl, and they like, yeah, she and she ended it. I think she ended up having sex with her friend's boyfriend or something. Oh really? Yeah. And it was on camera. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but oh, uh, so. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, fuck. Why would I was saying why would she do that? I guess, Don't but I mean, like, <laughs> this is before anyone had ever thought about it. Maybe it was Nothing? a statement like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this thing, knowing the consequences that might happen." Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, but like banality used to be such like a radical statement in art, you know, to just like do normal shit. Like, I, mean, I forget who the artist was. She was like a mixed media artist. Like her museum installation piece was just like a like her messy bed, like a replication of her messy bed. Yeah. And it was like it made like huge waves, and like you know, it's what content is now. Like it's just it's just real life. Sometimes with a filter, sometimes not. But yeah. Those poor people and shit. Artists on some gay other shit. I'm sick of this shit. These artists gotta go. I could. Uh, uh, we all have to stick out. Like I remember a girl on OK Cupid when I was in Indiana. She had a video that re- uh, recorded of her going to bed and going to sleep, and that was her profile. She just had a link to a live feed she had done, like back in the nineteen. That. <laughs> That Google like, <laughs> YouTube, and it was just like six hours, and I just skipped through it, and it was just like, yeah, there she is sleeping. That's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's it. That's about forty minutes. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I live a pretty online life, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. We're all chauvinists and voyeurs in our own way. Yeah. My sister got COVID nineteen. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, all right. To cut down on torture in the future, I think I'll cut this off now. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Okay. So long. Right, she lost all sense of smell. Everything she really? tastes like burnt onions to her now. I thought they couldn't well, cook at all. Onions? My, I like I'm burnt onions. It's worse than nothing at all. No, I like I that. A, like, 
Yeah, I have a coworker who permanently lost his sense of smell. He's like a year younger than me too, so he's not. And like he got COVID literally like right at the beginning, like in March 2020, and he had a mild case of it, and he still lost his sense of smell, lingering symptom. I don't. I hope he had to do therapy. He had to like, like inhale like lemons and shit like that. Who is YouTube? (laughs) Oh, we're done the script, uh, Billy. Yeah, well, it gets into your deoxyribonucleic acid. That's what it does. It alters it. I had COVID in January 2020. Did you blow up like fucking riffraff in Miami? Did he blow up? You got shorts of different... Co- no, that's, that's James Franco. and <laughs> That was the extent of his fame. Riffraff. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, Riffraff has a dog. Did you know that? What's his name? Cody High Roller. Oh. Body bag of Coke. Oh. No, the Coke's <laughs> on the Bible. Coke is on the bu- Bible. Bible's in the drawer. With Coke. Yeah. So, like, now that you've read it, like, now what do you do? We just talk shit. Usually it devolves into, like, Capitalism talk, anti-capitalism talk. Sorry. We just All right, Slavoj Žižek and Judith Butler are actually a can of Coke and a glass of tea, and I'm making it a sculpture. What do you think? That's, Let's see. That's good. Slavoj Žižek being elevated to a can of Coke is it, like he's 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 like a. I mean, he's he's a he's a trash hot dog. He's a hot dog that you pick up from the ground. Did you see the YouTube where he's eating the two hot dogs on the street? No. Yes. Yeah, he is he's a raccoon. He's a personified oh, raccoon. Dude, this guy He's a raccoon is a who loves guy. like the Godfather. <laughs> he I'm loves reading, like fucking I'm reading the Zizek right now. What are you which one are you reading? I'm reading Sex and the Failed Absolute. <laughs> I haven't read that one. I I read his critiques of uh of of uh, Lenin, of Lenin's early writing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like Lennon more. Yeah, I love Lennon. For various reasons. Oh, Lennon's hilarious. He's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. Most of his bit. shit is just like is just dunking on on like on revisionist motherfuckers. Lennon. He's great. Lennon, Trotsky, Stephen Wright, Live Aid, nineteen ninety, cassettes. Trotsky, well, Trotsky is just Stephen Wright. They, he didn't actually die in Mexico. He just he, he dropped. He off just all became of Stephen Wright. He just became Stephen Wright. He shaved the middle of his head, said goodbye to to Rivera and and Frida Kahlo, and was like, "All right, I'm gonna make my ways a stand-up comic because Trotskyism is already a fucking joke." And well, someone started... tell these art people that Frida Kahlo, this bitch is boring. She painted photos of her. Oh, but she's hilarious. She's great. She's take the, the best. Fo- take the photo. No, Frida. no. Like uh, I will say, her the her her unibrow alone is more interesting it's than more, it's the latter more... half of 20th century art for sure. I love I, I I love it. I, Frida Kahlo is the best. She's the what best. if Frida Kahlo were Slavoj Žižek? Think about that. I love and, Frida Kahlo. Yeah, she's good. The unibrow. Just keep talking, Jennifer. Who cares? Talk over. Frida Kahlo is good bisexual energy. Very, very like much an uh, like a an icon. Like in if I could be close to 
I, I mean, I, I, I really, I, I get it. I get the criticisms, but like, she's so, I really like her. I don't get the criticisms. She, she had Trotsky in her house, was fucking him. Meanwhile, painting portraits of Stalin. That's some <laughs> gangster shit. Uh, I want to see these portraits. Oh, I the just best. see they're, portraits uh, of herself. I wonder if blue ass house. Yeah, my favorite thing that she's ever painted, like her her portrait of, of Stalin, and her portrait of like it's it's not a portrait, but like there's marks in it. She was a hardcore hardcore communist. Yeah, That's she's crazy. cool. You know what? She's the problem with better. communists is that they keep getting molested by Chuck Close post wheelchair. You need to get molested by Chuck Close well, pre-wheelchair. Well, well, that's why Marxism is a, is a science. You gotta you gotta have a dialectical relationship to avoid that. You know, that's a, if that's the material reality, you have to contend with the material reality of getting molested. By she was also polyamorous, but then her husband, like I said, you can't take it too far. They you were can't like, marry Jordan Peterson. No, yeah, you can't. One, yeah. you can't marry Jordan Peterson. But to bring it back to what we were discussing first. The one time she got mad at Diego Rivera is because he fucked her sister. You can't do that shit. Polyamory should not be extended to Trotskyists. I will say that. <laughs> I will. The ultimate Trotskyist, which was Trotsky and his little gremlin face. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what a weird so sexual Rivera. affair. They both, they both did that. He ended up with the, you know, everybody knows the story. So yeah, I guess it turned out okay. I saw this guy perform in Chicago when I was playing in Chicago because he was on the same bill as me and I was watching him perform. And his name is Rush Falknor. And he was just gesturing demonstratively like Mussolini. Every time he would make a sound effect that was neat, was he he'd go again? like... <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Like, you know, this is a noise show, so there's a lot of fashy haircuts going on there. Yeah, so everybody true, yeah. was just like, Mussolini, I can get down with this. So they shaved their head. So they they all started to... They all started to... Stand on their head and hang from a gas station. When you get hung up and you die, you got from a side down, do you, like... Like, are you shit when you die? Does that mean, like, Mussolini, like, shit on his own face when he died? Well, yes. It, it, yes. No, no. Well, no, because your ass is on the other so. side of your, your body. So it just, like, it slid but down the his, small of his back. It could, like, roll around. He was yeah, like, yeah, a curvy Mussolini's guy. Back is like a that, is, that, is, that is true. Yeah, that is true. The small yeah. of Mussolini's back is like a dead rat <laughs> that's been flattened by a car. Yeah. Little little nibbles of feces just like plop plopped into his nostrils. 